الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters we are fast approaching the end of the academic year and generally the end of the year meaning the month of december is a very challenging month for many people the kind of environment that develops in that time and whatever else goes on becomes very challenging for many people's iman for people's akhlaq and mashallah some make a lot of effort in terms of trying to improve trying to progress in their deen but somehow come the time of december because everybody seems to be going in a certain direction illa mashallah generally there's a whole thrust in a certain direction everybody is heading in that same mindset manner of life of carefree holiday mode no concern for being very careful about our deen staying away from things that are going to harm one's iman harm one's akhlaq so this whole rush in that direction so others also get swept away in this tsunami so it becomes a very challenging time and many people don't seem to find the way out some thereafter try to retrace their steps see to try and get back on track make amends but it doesn't happen so easily it's a very big struggle and some just don't get fully on track all these problems and all these situations come about because we didn't manage to make sabr in that condition that we found ourselves in sabr is not only when a person is faced with some tragedy in terms of life or wealth or some other material issue sabr of a very high level is sabr anil maasi that at a time when a person is tempted towards some wrong people are all heading in that direction people are all going to places which are not in order and somebody is also now feeling tempted to do the same but they don't do it they keep themselves safe from that kind of situation they don't give in to the base desires of the nafs they remain steadfast now that takes a lot of courage takes a lot of sabr 
but they keep their mind and heart focused that this is a very temporary space, we are in very temporary life and we are headed towards the Akhirat. So this summer is not going to be in vain. The summer is going to be very, very beneficial and it's going to earn us the love of Allah Ta'ala. It's going to take us positively towards the Akhirat. So then this will become easy. And a person will manage to stay far away from all the haram, all the incorrect places, environments which are not conducive and suitable. Now that requires that we need to condition our minds beforehand. We need to start thinking, make muraqaba, sit down and ponder, meditate. We have to engage our minds correctly. Many people have this issue, but how do I build that courage? That courage doesn't come by just wishing for it. That courage doesn't come by just dreaming about it. There are things to be done. And when the practical steps will be taken, inshallah, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, it will be acquired. This is Darul Asbab, it's a place of means. So we understand that if a person is hungry, he must eat. If a person is sick, he must go and take some medication. So for the physical sickness, we have understood that some effort will be made, some medication will be taken. For the physical hunger, we understand we must go and find some food and earn something to eat and then eat it, cook it, prepare it, all the steps that take get taken in that process. Then we'll eat and then inshallah we'll be satiated. So for all these things we understand the effort that's required, the time that is necessary. But for deen and to build up this himmat and courage and to build up this imani strength, then that must just happen just without any effort. Will it happen like that? That is wishful thinking. The exceptions sometimes you will see, the exceptions are not the rule. Allah Ta'ala bless somebody, just overnight the person just woke up with a different feeling in the heart, something just struck them and they just made a turnaround. In one moment they just decided and made a firm resolution in their lives. These things happen sometimes. And where they got the himmat from in one moment, Allah Ta'ala bless them with that himmat. But the rest of us, we are going to have to make that effort for it. If we don't make any effort, then we can't expect too much. Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat is there, Allah Ta'ala's Fazal, but Allah Ta'ala's got a system in place. We make the effort in Balladina Jahadu Fina Nahdiyannahum Subulana. Allah Ta'ala says those who will strive and make an effort will open the pathways of Hidayat for them. So now one very important effort that we have to start making from now is this very simple but very effective effort of muraqaba. Very simple in that it costs nothing. For many people that is one of the primary issues, how much it will cost. It costs nothing. It won't require any physical effort. You won't have to go somewhere, do some physical work and nothing. No cost, no physical effort involved. What is involved? It just requires a little bit of time and a little bit of correct focus. Now what can be a simpler prescription? No time, really much time required. No money involved. No physical effort involved. 
just a redirecting of the thoughts, of the mind. And inshallah, we'll achieve a lot out of this. Now what is this muraqaba all about? Muraqaba is translated as meditate, to ponder. So this has a very, very deep impact. If you look in the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, so there are some of those incidents, for example, once one person came in on Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and he was sitting somewhere, somebody just walked in. So they saw that he is sitting and he's tugging on his tongue. He's tugging on his tongue. So obviously when you tug on your tongue, it's going to be a little painful. Not that he probably was tugging too hard, but he was tugging on it to give himself some physical uh, effect of what he's trying to achieve. And he is talking to, so to say, talking to his tongue. Someone say talking to himself. So he was talking to his tongue, and he's saying to his tongue, or he's saying about his tongue, Inna hadha qad awradani al-mawarid. This is what has taken me to many problems. This is what has put me into many problems. I'll be talking about Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala What problems he would have landed in as a result of his tongue. His tongue, mashallah, he was so close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and so close to the Mubarak way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa There might have been some odd occasion where he would have said something maybe which was not the best thing to say, but which was right in itself. But it could have been probably be even better. So now on that one odd occasion or here and there something that once in a blue moon, something which was not the best level of things, he slipped up somewhere in one odd situation, but it troubled him so much and it made him so concerned. Now he's sitting and he is chastising himself admonishing himself, he's scolding himself. This is what has put me into problems. But now that itself, sitting separately in solitude and now talking to oneself, so to say, conscientizing oneself, developing this consciousness that I can't misuse my tongue in any way. I have to be very careful of what I say. I have to be saying what is best. Now sitting in solitude and thinking about this, pondering, meditating, this is what meditation is all about. This is what muraqaba. Now this is just one example of it. That a person is sitting and is thinking in this way. Hazrat Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahullah, he was known as the fifth of the Khulafai Rashidin, the very pious Khalifa and who was known as Umar al-Thani, the second Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. So, he was a very, very pious person. He was the Khalifa, the Amirul Mu'mineen in his time. But he would sit and he would think and then he would start weeping and he would become sometimes so affected he would fall unconscious. He's thinking about Akhirat. He's thinking, what will be my condition? I have all these things, the responsibility of this entire population and the Ummat. And what will be my condition on the day of Qiyamah? This is Muraqaba. Sitting and meditating, what will be my condition on the day of Qiyamah? How will I fare on the day of judgment? And when I'm going to go there and I'm going to present that, look, I went for this holiday and I went for that tour and I had this sightseeing. Will all that help us on the day of Qiyamah? And then if that 
holiday involved some haram, it was an environment which was not conducive, that environment was uh, breaking down haya, then is that going to be in any way helping me on the day of Qiyamah or is going to get me into problems? Can I go and stand on the day of Qiyamah and say, well, I had a good time wasting my time here and there, and well, there was a lot of haram also taking place, but I was trying to keep aside. Is that going to be a positive thing on the day of Qiyamah or is it going to become a problem? So now to sit down and give ourselves some dedicated time for muraqaba. The muraqaba of death, the muraqaba of the day of Qiyamah, the muraqaba of answering the questions on the day of Qiyamah, the questions that a person will be asked, every person will be asked on the day of Qiyamah. He'll be asked about his uh, life, how he spent it, his youth in particular. How did he spend his youth? Now, for example, we are in our early teens, somebody is in the maybe 12 years old, somebody 13, 15, 17, whatever. Now we ask about this time of life, this period of life. How did we spend this period of life? Was it in the way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased? Allah Ta'ala is displeased. So now, in our mind, take a stock of the last holiday maybe, even the last few weekends for that matter. How did I spend my time? And how much of it is going to be a benefit for me on the day of Qiyamah? And Allah forbid, how much can become a problem? So now I need to make Toba immediately. And also make that firm resolution, I don't want to let the rest of my time also go in this direction. Then think about, make Muraqaba. I want to go here and go there, I want to do this and that, but those places or those actions are wrong. So now think about it, meditate, what happens, what will happen if, and these are not just ifs, in theory only, these things have happened, these things have happened, that what if I am in certain place and my death comes there, what if I am doing a certain action and my death comes at that time, these things have happened, many years back, this must have been maybe Allah knows best, I can't remember, some 15, 18 years, 20 years ago could be. Here in Durban, it was just at the beginning or somewhere in the early part of the school holidays, in the December period, some 15, 20 years ago. So now many, they just right at the beginning of the school holidays now, so they broke out of school. You know, like school was like a kind of prison now, it broke out, so to say. So now they needed to go and so to say celebrate. So where they went to celebrate? Now numerous school children of all ages and some 12 and 13 years old also. So they went to something which was some kind of disco or whatever it might have been. Now can we, can we just like take our minds to what might have been the mindset of these youngsters going to that? So already the date would have been fixed beforehand because this was a public venue and this thing was arranged and specifically however it was arranged Allah knows all these shaitani things are shaitan obviously makes the arrangements and leads people in that direction from before so it might have been a couple of weeks beforehand that this was all confirmed people now put it in their diaries maybe or mentally they earmarked it and then the excitement so called excitement Allah forbid this is not excitement this is haram but people now unfortunately so now that excitement was getting built up, we're going there, what are we going to do there, 
and all the plans were getting made and uh, you know some probably didn't even ask their parents because the parents are not going to give in to such a thing so they quietly made their own arrangements don't worry you pick me up there or I will come here and we'll go together and this is how we'll make it and this is a story we're going to make back home and all these plans were being put into place and then finally the time came now how somebody sneaked out and somebody their parents also were fine with it they went and now okay what time are you coming back coming back a certain time and some planned after that Allah knows best I'm just giving a possible scene that this could have happened and very well very likely this happened in so many people's case that now we're going to go there and we're going to do this and do that and then after that we're going to go and eat at that restaurant and then we're going to go have a nice time in certain place and do this and do that and now what, what plans were running and what, what, what any case that time the day came finally and they went to go and have this so called grand time of theirs and Allah knows best what happened there it was just here in Durban in the Chatsworth area and something went haywire there was some fire or there was some, some explosion of some sort, something small it wasn't something meaning a major fire that broke out but at that time it created a panic and in that panic people just started running out now this is panic now one moment everything was so called very exciting one moment everything was like they were having a grand time enjoying themselves so called enjoyment but how in one moment it just turned and now people started running in panic but now the door is one door. It might have been a big door, Allah knows best what it might have been, a double door. But now a few hundred people want to run out of the double door at the same time. In the process, so many got trampled to death. So many got trampled to death. And I don't know, maybe some others got burnt in something too, or not Allah knows, I can't remember that detail. But this much that many died, children, some 12 and 13 years old, and some maybe a little bigger, elder, and they died. And in that were some Muslim names. Now in that moment, everything just turned around. Now is this something only happens once in 20 years? If it happens once in 20 years, 20 years have passed I think since that incident. And it doesn't happen once in 20 years. These things happen every now and again. Many places in the world, people were so called having a grand time. Next thing something happened, whatever happened. And the whole thing just turned around. So now many times shaitan puts us in this deception that you are very young still I don't have to worry about all these things now I still got a lot of time So these are all thoughts in our mind which shaitan whispers to think that no no you go ahead just go and do what you have to do now But so many times this has happened So now coming back to the aspect of that muraqabah that to picture ourselves in a situation where now we decided we are going there be going. And these things have happened. One person, Allah Ta'ala protect us, save us, but these are things to take an ibrat from. He didn't know that his daughter sneaked out of the house at night. He didn't know. What a major thing. Any case, she sneaked out. She had everything arranged. She sneaked out. How she sneaked out late at night, parents went to sleep. She had made the arrangement such a way that they won't be disturbed in any way and how she'll come out from where she'll come out, whatever else. Now see shaitan, how shaitan makes a person plot all this. Because shaitan 
will make the person, teach the person, you do it like this, you do it like this, you do it like this, and don't worry, everything will be fine. So now he's teaching the person all the steps. You see how you can do it, and you get away like this, and you come out from here, and you do that, and do that. Why? Because eventually, Shaitan has got that, you know, that uh, put where the trap is. You now you walk there, this is how you come out, so that you'll fall in this. Fall in that put. And then there's destruction. But up to that put, everything looks like too rosy, it looks like too great, too exciting. So now this girl also, she sneaked out. She sneaked out, somebody picked her up in the car, Allah knows best where they were going, and they met in an accident. Now they met in an accident, they had to be rushed to the hospital. Now who is this person? Who is that person? Now they had to start making inquiries. And now the parents had to be called. And the parents woke up with a shock. What do you mean? Our daughter is at home. The daughter is not at home. Now they get a shock of their lives. But now what the lesson for us is, that this girl thought, I, my plan is perfect. She thought her plan is perfect. And everything would be fine. Now this news broke out. That this girl was in certain car and this accident happened and she had sneaked out of the house and the parents also didn't know about it and she was in this manner now that whole disgrace passed on and now everybody started getting to know about this because people are people they got no something this becomes very juicy news for everybody so now number one the major problem that happened the sin but then the disgrace now and all the other things but now that the lesson for us is that she thought everything is set there is no nothing for me to worry about but what happened so now shaitan paints a different picture don't worry everything is taken care of but those children who died in that disco was it taken care of this accident happened it was taken care of and these are not isolated incidents there's so many incidents like this every other day there's something like this we hear so now this is where we have to take the ibrat from. That we cannot just take life for granted. So now this muraqaba, coming back to the muraqaba. So now shaitan is tempting, no, no, you get ready, you're going to go there, and you're going to have a great time. So now, fast forward. Fast forward in your mind. I'm already there. Allah got to protect one and all from ever being there. But now for the sake of bringing this effect in the heart, think about that I'm already there. And I just got there, now I'm in the midst of all this drama there I just got there and something happens there's an explosion of some sort somebody started firing and one bullet came and just hit me Allah Ta'ala protect one and all the bullet hit right on in a very very vital place somewhere close to the head close to the heart but now I'm still alive but now life is ebbing out and now somebody is phoning this chickpea, who's this person? And they're finding out, and the, suddenly the ambulance has come, and my parents are being phoned, and they got a shock now, and now I'm being rushed into hospital, and family members are all coming, and now between life and death, and what a situation, where am I, what I caught myself into, and how can I, now I'm going to face everybody, if I pass away, how am I going to face Allah Ta'ala? And if I survive, how am I going to face my people also? And now this, all these thoughts are running in the mind and that 
wrong and that music that was being played there at that time, that is still somehow ringing in the mind now, trying to get rid of this thought and get rid of this sound from the mind because in such a critical situation, you're trying to think about Allah Ta'ala, you're trying to think about Toba, but now just somehow, because these things happen, people have said that now when they were in a critical situation and somebody is encouraging them, they decide the Kalima, somebody is encouraging them, make Toba. So they're talking still, they're saying few words here and there. Say, I'm trying to say that, I'm trying to say that, I can't say it. Say what? Trying to say the Kalima. But now because the life was going on and on and on in sin, at the time of death, the tongue couldn't recite the Kalima. The tongue was stuck. Because the person was stuck in sin. He didn't want to make Toba. And planning sin, and perpetrating sin in a mass scale, and no regrets and remorse, Allah forbid sometimes they start thinking of haram as halal, as a result which iman goes away. Then that becomes apparent at the time of moth. The person makes some statements and makes some kufr statements, says things which render the iman null and void. People get a shock. Actually there was no iman from beforehand already because of the statements the person made of kufr. Now that became more apparent at the time of death, another statement was made. So these are not times to become casual, it's time to become even more careful, to become more conscious, to become more concerned. So now the question comes, but then we're not allowed to have a break? No, no, nobody said you're not allowed to have a break. But the break mustn't break your deen, mustn't break your iman. If something within the limits of Sharia, there's no line crossed, the environment is clean, not any place where there is an abundance of haram and vice and sin, then it's within the limits of Sharia, fine. With the right niyad, that it will just refresh my mind, refresh me, so I can get back to my work more, with more enthusiasm and more vigor. And it's up to the reasonable limit, salt in the food, then within that limit is fine. But it mustn't be this obsession, I have to do it, I have to go. And if others are going and I'm not there, I'm depressed. And otherwise my life is like not worth living. And then anywhere and everywhere. And I have to try and match up with others. Somebody did this, so I must do the same. Somebody went there, so I must go there. And now we're competing with others in this kind of things. This is very harmful. Very, very destructive. So, indeed, this is a very, is a time of very great concern. We can't take things for granted. We can't be casual. We have to become very concerned. Concerned for our Iman. And one of the things that we will have to do now regularly is this Muraqaba. Now having thought about all that, having thought about now this disaster, now you come back so to say to reality. Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, I'm not in that condition. Allah Ta'ala save me, I haven't gone to such a place yet. So now I'm making Toba and I'm asking Allah Ta'ala's help and inshallah I will not go to any such place. I will remain far away from such places. So now that a person has repeated this one day, two days, five days, ten days, we are making this muraqaba regularly every day for two, three minutes morning, two, three minutes evening. Now when that December month hits and the temptations of shaitan will come, the nafs will come, people will come, shayateen will ins. Shaitan in the form of people will come and they will try to drag us here and drag us there. But if we have been very regular with this muraqaba, it's going to create something in our heart. If we're doing it correctly, we're doing it with that concentration, we're doing it with that dedication, and we're doing it consciously that I want to create this with the right niyat. I want to create this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala.
want to create this uh, consciousness of akhirat. I want to be saved from the torments of akhirat. So now with that niyat, this muraqaba is being made regularly. It's going to start creating something in the heart. It's going to start changing something in the heart. And then inshallah, it will become very much easier when the temptations of nafs and shaitan come to avert those temptations and to remain steadfast. Some, some challenge will come then also. But it will become very easy to overcome those challenges. So inshallah we should try to start doing this daily. And this is not confined to the issue of the holidays. We should be having this as our system for various things in life. Inshallah we will discuss some of this on future occasions. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala protect one and all. And keep us steadfast on deen. And keep us steadfast in our, on our amal. Especially in these very challenging times. Allah Ta'ala bless us with the tawfiq of becoming very concerned. And staying very firm and steadfast on deen. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله